0: and um ah uh, okay looks like looks like good so it's um it's an honor for us to to be here this morning and uh, a great joy for me to baptize my granddaughter um she's really cute. I hope she doesn't cry <laughs> focus, focus. and uh, <laughs> I, I I come from the Anglican tradition, the Anglican Church of Tanzania is a minister there. Besides my work as vice chancellor of uh, the university there, I also am a minister. So I preach, I teach, I baptize, I marry people, and I serve the Lord that way. And um, so I did not bring my Kiswahili prayer book and... Uh, then, uh, with, through the kindness of my wonderful brothers and sisters, the Shons, I got a book from an Anglican church here, and they said if I want, I could keep it. And uh, I will keep it, especially for the memory. That is the book I used to baptize uh, my, my granddaughter. The, the interesting part about the prayer book is that the English is a 1611 English. So, you may... <laughs> So you may, you may. I have tried to make some of it uh, very um, uh, contemporary, but I think it's a, it's a good book. I like to follow this, um, so we don't wonder too much. Um, we have Alpha. You know Alpha. Alpha is uh, Sophia Ruth's uncle. And we have John. John is my son-in-law. Uh, I have five children. The eldest, Joy, that's her husband. And they live in... The seat of Oxford in England, and he's here for the celebrations of family. And she is um, Kira, uh, godmother. Is he God sister or godmother? <laughs> godmother. <laughs> yes. All right. So, so I'm going to follow through this. And um, so uh, has this child been already baptized or not? No dear beloved for as much as our Savior Christ says none can enter into the kingdom of God except he be regenerate and born anew of water and of the Holy Ghost I beseech you to call upon God the Father through our Lord Jesus Christ that of his mercy you grant this child that which by nature she cannot have that she may be baptized with water and the Holy Ghost and be received into Christ's Holy Church and be made a living member of the same so let us pray almighty and immortal God the aid of all who need the helper of all who flee to Thee for safety the life of those who believe the resurrection of the dead we call upon thee for this child that she coming to Holy Baptism, may receive remission of sin by spiritual regeneration. Receive her, O Lord, as though you have promised by your well-beloved Son, saying, Ask, and you shall have. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. So give now unto us who we ask. Let us who seek find. Open the gate unto us who knock that this child may enjoy the everlasting benediction of the heavenly washing and may come to the eternal kingdom, which you have promised by Christ our Lord. Here are the words of the gospel written by St. Mark in the 10th chapter at the 13th verse. They brought young children to Christ that he should touch them. And his disciples rebuked those that brought them. And blessed them. Yeah. And now, being persuaded of the goodwill of our Heavenly Father toward this child, declared by His Son Jesus Christ, let us faithfully give thanks unto Him and say, Almighty and everlasting God, Heavenly Father, we give you humble thanks that by your love, you have chosen to call us to the knowledge of your grace and faith in you. Increase, I pray, this knowledge and confirm this faith in us evermore. Give your Holy Spirit to this child, that she may be born again and be made an heir of everlasting salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who liveth and reigns with thee and the same Holy Spirit, now and forevermore. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I have questions to you. I'll be telling you the answers. Yeah. If you agree with the answers, you answer. If you don't, then you don't, you don't answer. I think you will agree with the answers. Dear beloved, you have brought this child here to be baptized. You have prayed that our Lord Jesus Christ would receive her to release her from sin. To sanctify her with the Holy Ghost. To give him the kingdom of heaven and everlasting life. Mm -hmm. Do you therefore in the name of this child. Renounce the devil and all his works. The vain pomp and glory of the world. With all covetous desires of the same. And the sinful desires of the flesh. So that you will not follow or be led by them. The answer. I renounce them all. And by God's help. Will endeavor not to follow or be led by them? I do. Yeah. You do? <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay, I do. So you say, I do. That's good. <laughs> do you believe all the articles of the Christian faith as contained in the Apostles' Creed? I do. I do. I do. <laughs> right. Do you want this child to be baptized in this faith? I do. Will you then obediently keep God's holy will and commandments and walk in the same all the days of your life? I will, I will by God's help. I will by God's help. having now in the name of this child made these promises will you also on your part ensure that this child learns the creed the Lord's Prayer and the Ten Commandments and all other things which a Christian ought to know and believe for his soul's health and if if so say I will by God's help will help. will you ensure that this child So soon as sufficiently instructed, be brought to the bishop to be confirmed by the bishop. If so, say, I will, God being my helper. helper. All right, good. And uh, we will now pray. Merciful God, grant that, like as Christ died and rose again, so this child may die to sin and rise to newness of life. Amen, we say amen. Grant that all sinful affections may die in her and that all things belonging to the spirit may live and grow in her. Amen. Grant that she may have power and strength to have victory and triumph against the devil, the world, and the flesh. Amen. You're saying amen. Grant that whosoever is here dedicated to you by our office and ministry may also be endued with heavenly virtues and everlasting reward. through your mercy, O oh blessed Lord, who lives and reigns all things world without end. Amen. So we need to bring the water here. Yeah. It is proper, right, and um, joyful duty that we should give thanks unto Thee, O Lord, Holy Father, almighty, everlasting God, for that Your dearly beloved Son, Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of our sins did shed out of His most precious sight both water and blood, and gave commandment to his disciples that they should go teach all nations and baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Accept, we pray, the supplications of your congregation, sanctify this water to the mystical washing away of sin, and grant that this child. Now, to be be baptized therein, may receive the fullness of grace and ever remain in the number of your faithful children through the same Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit be all honor and glory now and forever. Amen. Amen. Okay, now, your hope is. Okay, Dada. (laughs) So, um, three names, Sophia, Ruth, Mwendwa, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Wanayesu amekupokea katika ushirika wa kundi lake. Nami alama ya msalaba iwe ishara kwamba hutaona haya kuikiri imani ya Kristo aliyesulubiwa kwa ajili yako. Udumu kuwa askari na mwaminifu na shujaa na askari hata mwisho wa maisha yako. Amen. You are baptized God the third name Mwendwa means beloved the one who is loved so we thought uh, with her she go go background go go background Gogo go background should also have a name from that side we need to finish up by praying a few more prayers and then I'll say the blessing Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. We yield thee hearty thanks, most Most merciful Father that it has pleased you to regenerate this child with your spirit to receive her for your own child and to incorporate her into your holy church and humbly we ask you to grant that she being dead unto sin may live unto righteousness and being buried with Christ in his death may also be a partaker of his resurrection so that finally with the rest of your church she may be an heir of your everlasting kingdom through Christ our Lord amen now the blessing of God Almighty Father Son and Holy Spirit be <laughs> upon you Sophia Ruth Mwendwa. be upon each one of us now and forevermore amen amen
1: Now I have the reading of the scripture, Jeff, from the Old Testament lesson, and Levi, you can come up with him at this time, and he'll read the gospel lesson. Jeremiah 1. Four through ten. The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Ah, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am only a child. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am only a child. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out His hand and touched my mouth and said to me, "Now I have put My words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant." <laughs> a reading from the Gospel of Luke, verses five through seventeen. There was, in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. But they had no child, because Elizabeth was barren. And they were both well advanced in years. So it was that while he was serving as a priest before God, in the order of, the of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, that his lot fell to burn incense. And when he went into the house to the pe- temple of the Lord, and the whole, pe- the whole multitude of people was standing outside. Pe- the people was praying outside. The hour of the, the hour of incense. Then the angel came. Then the angel of the Lord appeared before him, appear, appeared to him, standing before him on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, "Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear a son, and you shall call his name John. You will and you will and you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth." He will be great in the sight of the Lord. He shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb, and will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before Him in the spirit and power of Elijah, to turn the hearts of the ta- fathers to the children, and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord.
0: Going to ask that we, if you can, we stand. I want to pray as uh, I share from the Word of God. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I have appointed you a prophet to the nation. Father, we want to thank you for the moment we have to hear your voice coming to us fresh and compelling we ask that you speak to us as you please. Father I pray that you will uh, reach to each one of us individually where we are our level of understanding of experience and help us understand that we have always been known and we have always been for a reason. Speak to us as we need, speak to us as you please. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Please be seated. Again, it's a, a great joy for me to be with you today and um, a special honor for the baptism of my granddaughter. Because two days ago, my son graduated from university. Um, so this is a week of uh, very rich celebration for us as Sembena family. Um, very unfortunately, we are not all here. I have introduced the, some of the members that are here. But uh, my wife is uh is in Johannesburg and the two daughters um, are, are with her. They would have longed very much to be here, Joy, uh, in the UK, and their son Joshua. They would have loved very much to be here also. Um, someday we'll all be here, and we'll share some more fellowship together. But receive uh, their, their greetings, their love, and um, they are praying for us this morning. I know or for them this evening is after six in Johannesburg, six thirty in the evening. So, but they are praying for us. Um, Nyemo Nyemo is our third born and for seven years she was actually the last born so um, she, she lived as the last born for, for quite some time and uh, so she has two younger siblings and of course they have their, their uh, order system and um, just to say something about St. John's University, where I provide leadership it's a Christian University seven years old five thousand students we 250 staff uh, teaching and non-teaching based in Dodoma in central Tanzania because Africa is at the center of the world and because Tanzania is at the center of Africa and because Dodoma is the center of uh, Tanzania then Dodoma must be the center of the world <laughs> you are very welcome to come and visit uh, uh, St. John's University come teach, come work Come pray, come serve God. There, we welcome you. Uh, I'm new in the role. Um, the last six years, until March this year, I was the international director of the Africa region of Transworld Radio, a media organization, the largest Christian broadcasting organization organization in the world, and uh, it's a job I loved very much to do. But it was for a season, and when its season came to an end, it came to an end, and it was very clear. And uh, I, I had to move on to take up this position. Prior to that, I served with Compassion International as the country director of Tanzania for seven years. Very, very special ministry. And therefore, um, I have a very tender heart for children. In fact, this morning I almost spoke about God's heart for children. And uh, but I, 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 I said, Lord, is this mine? Is this just my favorite topic? Or? And then I, I I came back to my senses and said, Lord, what would you have me share? Uh, with uh, with that, so um, I think you can be sure what I'm sharing is something that the Lord placed in my heart. Not so much because it's a favorite topic of mine. I would have spoken about God's heart for children and our responsibility to minister to children, and uh, cause us to go running and say, "Where have I been for these years doing very little for children?" In you know, but, God placed this um, uh, this message for us today. And really, my topic is, is this. We are born with and for a divine agenda. You are born with and you are born for a divine agenda. The two readings that we have read today um, the first is really the calling of Jeremiah, a young person, probably 13, maybe 17. And um, God speaks to him at the time when he is to begin to execute his his destiny, his agenda. God speaks to him at his commissioning, at the time when he is meant to begin to do what he was made to do. And he says, uh, Jeremiah... I want you to get going now. Doing what? Doing what I made you for. And this is what God says. And Jeremiah saying, now the word of the Lord came to me. Saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, before you came out of that womb, I consecrated you and then he goes on to explain what it is that he was made for and he was consecrated for I want us to spend a few moments talking about the two keywords here I knew I consecrated I knew you in this context and in the Hebrew is more than I knew you'd be a boy I knew you'd be called Jeremiah I knew where you live in the village of Anatot, or that I knew you'll be a son of a priest, which he was. It's way beyond that. The Hebrew it actually means that I I had I, I designed you. I fashioned you. I I purposed, I conceptualized you in my mind and then designed, made a blueprint of what you would become. I knew you means I engaged with myself to design you. I came up with a concept of you. I knew you. It's more than I had information about you. But rather, I am the originator of what you are to become. I came up with a thought, with the idea of a pattern of the manner of person Jeremiah, you will be. That's powerful. He says, "So, so, so you are not you are not a, a an occasional occurrence of some form of human being uh, who happened to be a Jeremiah. You are not a, a a random occurrence of a coming together of substances, and you become. You are an outcome of an intentional." design that I had of you, prior to your formation. Before I formed you, I made a sketch of you. I had a concept of a Jeremiah I wanted, and then formed you along the lines of that concept that I had. of you. And I did so because prior to my concept of you is something that had, I want what I want it done so I had an agenda to be done and I constructed a person for that agenda and then it says, Bef- and then the second word consecrated you means I set you apart I for, for something I designed you I designated you For who or for what you are meant to be. So I have something specific for you to do. So so Jeremiah, when you were born (coughs) that morning, that afternoon, that night, whenever, whatever time it was, you're not a surprise to me. You're not (coughs) you're not a puzzle to me as to what I will do. Now Jeremiah has a right. No. I, I, I already I already had something and made a Jeremiah for it, as actually saying. My divine agenda was before you were made. You were made for it. So he says, I set you apart for something. I destined you. I designated you. I set you apart. I consecrated you. I I declared you for this purpose. I attached you to the purpose for which I made you. I consecrated you. That is that is that is what God is saying to Jeremiah. But also uh, of course he says I appointed you to the third word there. Uh, it's not our it's the thir- I appointed you. This, uh, he says now I now I appoint you, because he says now now he says I have appointed you. He says, I knew you before he formed, I knew you, I consecrated you, I have appointed you. You must you you know your grammar. I have is now that I am setting you off to begin to execute that for which I formed you and for which I consecrated you. You are Jeremiah, and then of course on he goes on to, to describe the mission that it was for for Jeremiah, and it's powerful there. In the second reading, that was Luke chapter one, is a very interesting account, and. Um, you have this priest in his late 90s, way beyond the time of getting children. His wife, Elizabeth, is not only barren but she's also very old. And by by a lot, by casting a, 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 a kind of a vote, Zachariah is chosen to perform the duties to be on duty as a priest. And he goes on to to the altar for a number of days, but we don't know how long. And he is performing his duties. He's very old. Apparently they've been praying for years for a child. And uh, I think they've given up. They think God did not hear, or is it too late now, even if he had, he decided not to give us any child. And and so 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 he have forgotten about the possibility of a child. And lo and behold, as he performs his duties, uh, an angel appears to him in the altar. Just the two of them, and the man is afraid. Have I done something wrong? Have I misbehaved myself in the altar, or am I going to die? And uh, and, and the angel says, "No, don't, don't worry, you're not going to die." And and this angel says, "Your prayers of many years, you and your your wife, for many years, have been heard. Now, your wife is going to conceive." This this is just the news that conception is going to take place. But the angel goes beyond the news that a child is going to be born. He actually goes on to give a very complete description of not only what the child will be like, but also what the child will do and the impact the child will have. Conception has not taken place yet. Very much similar to the story of Jeremiah here. So he says, the the, the angel says, um, he'll be a son. So he has a name. Before conception he has a name and um, his name is John then he says when he at that time when he's born he will bring so much joy to you and a sense of great celebration to the community he says that and um, it says he will uh, he will be great in the sight of the Lord no wine no liquor no strong drink he will be filled with the Holy Spirit from his mother's womb he will Turn many of the sons of Israel back to the Lord. He'll be a forerunner of Christ. And um, you read that text, you have an understanding of a complete description of a John that is yet to be conceived. And the angel says, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of the Lord. I have been sent to tell you this. So the angel. Is bringing from heaven a description of the fact that there will be a son, he will be John, the work he will do, the impact, the social impact you will have in the community and in the family, and the impact you will have in the kingdom of God. Only the news, even long before conception. Very much in line with what God says to Jeremiah before I formed you, before, before you are, I formed you in the womb of your mother, I knew you. So he could have well have said to John after he was born, John, before I formed you, I knew you. I had I had an agenda for you to do. I have a, I had a mission for you to do, and I knew what kind of a person you would be. Very wonderful things. And of course, Scripture is full of many other examples. If you think of uh, Esther. Um and and, and and the role she played very specific for a specific time to deliver a people, and soon after she is also she's removed from the queenship just to say God is a God of agendas and purposes. So this is my way of saying scripture is clear that you and me are products of divine intentionality for specifics. You and me are outcomes of God's intention for us to be and to do certain things destined to us individually now the world will have us think differently the world will have us think of grab what comes across take as quickly as you can that which everyone is coveting try to grab try to Try to engineer, try to uh, discover something for yourself. Scripture is very clear. God had something for you and made you for it. God had his mission. God had his assignment and made you specifically. And, and therefore, I think the big thing would be then to to seek to discover. What is it? What is it that God made me for and? He, but um, I can tell you, this is regardless of the manner in which you were born, the cultural, social, cultural, economic situation uh the, the context in which you were born conceived born is regardless you carry a divine agenda you carry something of god uniquely to you for which you are created so i have a, a number of te- take out, uh, and key takes i call them things that for you to take one you need to know very clearly from scripture here you are created by God. This may sound very obvious but we are living in a time of confusion and people would like to you to believe that you are created by another human being or you are created by technology or you are created by no you are not created you just happened. No, you are a product of the creative power and mind of God. You are an outcome of divine activity. You are not simply an existence. You are created by God, and you want to live with that understanding, and you want to be to live with a sense of celebration with, from that understanding. You are created by God. Number two, you are created with, like I've said, with a divine agenda for a divine agenda. To say it correctly, you are created for some specific agenda regardless of the environment or the circumstances that surrounded your being born your birth your conception number three very clearly from both uh, what we've read about John but also what God is saying to Jeremiah your divine agenda predates your formation your divine agenda was there before you were if that is true to be born is a calling. Because you are born into something that was already there. You are born into something that was meant for you. You are born into a mission that was pre-prepared for you. Therefore, to be born is a calling. Because you are born into something. You are born for something. You are not simply. Uh, happen to be there and then you look for something you need to discover what it is so your your divine agenda predates your formation your conception number number four most importantly I think God has always known you this is this is for me this is mind blowing God has always known me there was there's no time in the flow of history when I was not known There's no moment of existence where or when I was not known. I have always been known by heaven. I may not be known to Barack Obama. I may not be known to the mayor of this city. I may not be known uh, to some of the people here, but I have always been known. And for me, that is that is that is profound. I'm not a surprise to God. I'm not a stranger to God. I'm not um, some obscure entity to God. God has always known me. God has always known you. You are that precious and unique person that God has always known. My children. Uh, there, there is a, an artist Triple, e, his name. His name is, is Triple, e? and uh, my children say they they he, he looks like me, so they say he's my son. I think he is. We need to look for him and say, you know. And uh, he sings, but I think you may be you may know the song. I am a friend of God because He calls me friend. God is that personal to you and to me. He has always known you. He has always known you, and so. What should be our response? I think uh, to this, to this uh, text, first of all, I think our response should be to determine and to pursue our divine agenda. And when I speak to young people, sometimes, I say, "Don't die before you leave." Don't die before you leave." And I define living as getting to discover what God intended you to do and actually doing it that is what living means so if I fail to discover that which God made me to do or to become or if I fail or even just refuse to do it I may be around for 97 years like my father is but when I live, I will have died before when I die I I'll have died before I leave because. I will never have lived as God intended. So, this I say determine and pursue your, deter- your divi- divine agenda, determine it, and put. You know, God is wonderful. God can even very, really. and you know, and other people like Jacob was a dece- deceiver and all that. Jacob had a problem, and his problem was, He did not understand the destiny of God in him. He did not have an interpretation of that which was in him. And so he was struggling. Something was driving him, and he did not understand how to handle it. That's why when he met this angel, and he said, uh, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. He he was looking for, uh, why, how come I have something within me and I don't understand what it is that he was behaving in some of strange ways. He had not understood his destiny <coughs> until that morning when he gave to an angel. Determine and pursue your divine agenda so that you don't die before you leave. <laughs> Number two is our response. I think it will take understanding, decision, Nurture, in some, in some cases, in many cases, and constant obedience to actually pursue your divine agenda. When you understand your, the fact that you are created for something, it actually means that certain, certain opportunities will not be opportunities for you. Certain glittering things may not be for you. Then mm-hmm. you have to say no to them. Yeah. Certain, certain coveted issues and matters and uh, and, and, and lifestyles, you know you 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 hear us, but this is not in line with what I know God has made me to be. It's mm-hmm. going to require understanding, decision, nurture, and constant obedience to seek and to pursue your divine agenda. And thirdly, I think this is a lighter one. I think we need to be celebrating who we really are. We are not we are not outcomes of simple biology and chemistry. No. And we are not simply um, trees in a forest. We are individuals known by God. Always known by God. <coughs> and, and, not, and we're not just empty cans that have been uh, lumped in a, in, in, a, in a dump site. We're not empty containers uh, waiting to be filled with something. No. We we are individuals with a divine agenda within us. Something within us already, so, so, so we're, not, we're not seeking to try and become something. No, we, we, are, we are not trying to to add up to become something. We are simply seeking to discover that which God made us for.
1: Yeah.
0: And once, and we live with a sense of celebration. I am complete. I, 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 I know known by God. <laughs> I have a divine agenda, and I do it for me. That is enough. You and I were born with and for specific agendas. Father, I just want to thank you for today. I thank you that you spoke to someone this morning. You spoke into my heart, Lord. You spoke into the heart of my brother, my sister. I just want to thank you. May your purposes behind this message be fulfilled in the lives of every individual in this country. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.